Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to be here. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson, and today I am sharing with you a topic that is very near and dear to my own self. So many years ago, I was in one of my first ever yoga classes. It was a class I took through the college I attended, and for three days a week, we'd practice for 50 minutes, which... Now it just astounds me. I'm like, wow, how how did that teacher plan things to fit in 50 minutes? Because that's just really a compressed amount of time. But anyway, we did it. And at one point, she had us inventory the relationships in our lives and notice which relationships, which people we would regard as energy suckers versus energy givers. And it was really kind of a paradigm shift for me to have that vocabulary, just that terminology, and it's obviously not very fancy, but there were so many relationships in my life that I was either struggling with or alternatively that I really valued, and I just couldn't quite put into words what it was that was happening that made those relationships different because I cared about the people equally, but some of those relationships were energy producing and some of them were energy depleting. So today's show is about exactly that. And so I invite you first of all to notice in your own life, in your interactions with others, but also with yourself, what sorts of interactions, what relationships appear to be energy giving versus energy taking. The ideal, of course, is that we're always able to give on our end, right? I mean, that's the end we have control over. So on our end, we want to be someone that inspires energy within others. We want to have people walk away from a conversation with us and feel uplifted, feel engaged, feel motivated, right? We don't want them to walk away and just feel depleted and tired and frustrated. (laughs) I think we can all agree on that desire. However, we need to have energy already stored up within us to be able to give to others, right? There needs to be a place to give from. So we need to consciously recharge, and this is not new information. You, of course, know this. But I invite you to consider, are you a person who recharges better alone or with others? That's typically the question asked to determine if you are an introvert or an extrovert. But this changes sometimes, right? There are certain times of the year, certain situations. With this last year of COVID, you've maybe noticed that you're craving one more than the other. Maybe you've adapted a little bit in a way or maybe you're longing for something that used to be, but either way, notice, do you recharge alone or with others? 
Additionally, do you recharge when being active or being restful? And again, that can change by season. That can change even by day. Sometimes we need movement and to be invigorated. Other times we need to really sink into stillness. And so that's another question you can ask yourself as you feel the need to recharge. Okay, should I be alone or with others? Should I be active or restful? What feels right in my body at this moment? And how can I honor that? Ultimately, slowing down in general is always an energizing thing to do. And when I say slow down, a lot of times we think of it in this very abstract way, like just slow down the way you live. And it sounds, you know, very lovely, but what does that actually look like? You know, I would argue that it can be very literal. Slow down the literal pace, which with you take your steps. As you're walking from point A to point B in your day, what is the pace that you're walking and consciously slow it even just the tiniest amount? What that does is bring your awareness to your steps. It causes that moment to become a mindful moment. Slow down when you're washing the dishes. Slow down when you're brushing your teeth. Right? These tiny little things that we do every single day are the greatest places to bring mindfulness into the activities that we do because we do them so consistently that it really allows time to swell. Right? When was the last time you remembered walking from your car into you know, your place of business? That's something that you do constantly. And if you manage to slow it down, suddenly you become more aware in all of these different moments throughout your day. So, of course, those last couple things being said, we do need to find ways to recharge. We do need to find ways to kind of keep our own internal fire, so to speak, stoked so that as we interact with others, we can, of course, give to them and enliven them in that way. However, that's on our end, right? Those are the things we can do for ourselves and within ourselves. That doesn't really change the fact that some of the interactions you have with others, the other person is an energy sucker, right? The other person is leaving you feeling depleted or exhausted. Maybe they vent to you and that's kind of the extent of your conversations, just a litany of all the negative things that they're encountering, all of the hardships they're facing, right? Those conversations, we've all been there. They're really exhausting. Or maybe that other person just cannot hear you. They have their own opinions. They have their own desires. And every single time you're around them, it's composed entirely of that. No matter what it might be, and it can look so many different ways, when you're interacting with an energy sucker, you have a couple of options. So option one is to be very honest with them. You might have relationships in your life where you feel that you can pause in the conversation and say, hey, I've got to be honest with you right now. I feel like every time we talk, you tell me a lot of these negative things you're facing and it's kind of exhausting. Like, tell me 
I'm happy to hear those negative things, but tell me the positive things too. What, what exciting things are you encountering? And you don't even necessarily need to point out all the negative things they're saying, as I just did in that little demo. You can just ask, hey, what, are, what was the best part of your week? Or what good things are going on in your life right now? You know, And maybe by asking those sorts of questions, you feel like you're able to shape the conversation in a way that it is a little more nourishing, that you walk away from it and you don't feel so depleted. The other option is that you might not be able to shape the conversation. You might not be able to openly confront them or kind of subtly ask questions and whatnot that direct the way the conversation goes. And if that's the case, then the boundary has to become a little more rigid on your end. Maybe it's something where you don't answer their calls unless other than once a week, you know, or maybe you vow to talk to them for only 10 minutes each time that you're conversing. Maybe you simply limit your interactions with this person and make sure that you're not spending a lot of time in that environment. Ultimately, all of this is just to say that we have some agency in every moment, right? Whether we're directing ourselves in the way that we're interacting with others, what other people are going to walk away from the conversation and, and think or feel. But we also have the ability to an extent to mitigate our interactions with others. And even if they are consistently energy taking, we can always do some things on our end to limit our exposure to that person. If you live with them, that's obviously going to be the hardest situation. Uh, but hopefully at, at that point, if it's a, you know, a serious relationship or something that you're able to potentially even seek the help of a professional, such as, you know, a marriage counselor who could act as that kind of middle person as you try to navigate that dynamic of your relationship. All of this is, of course, coming from a place of recognition in that we are our best selves when we feel good, right? We are able to be more of service to others. We're able to more fully show up for the people in our lives. We're able to live from a place of curiosity, of openness, of creativity, when we ourselves feel energized and nourished. So this is simply an invitation to inventory the relationships we have with others and also ourselves, and see how we can provoke energy in both of those situations. As always, please do not hesitate to reach out with any questions, comments. I am here for that. Thank you so much for listening. To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brooke underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookedavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.